All right, should we get to our sexy story this week? Ladies, gentlemen, you cannot unsuck that dick. (laughs) It was hot. It was really quite something. (laughs) Do you like when someone else makes me moan? Do not show up looking like you slept in your clothes. In your car. There is nothing sexier than getting railed by two dudes at the same time. I'll just say that. What's it like when you have nine months of buildup? Nine months of after meeting someone waiting to finally be naked in the same room as them? Well, I'm going to tell you because I had that experience very recently. But first, we want to say thank you to Cassidy.com for sponsoring this episode of Front Porch Swingers. I love Cassidy for so many reasons, but honestly, one of the ones that I always tell people is how easy it truly is to use. I'm a fairly techie person, but not everyone is, and not everyone wants to spend a ton of time trying to learn how to use a website, especially when all they really want to do is meet hot people for hot experiences. Cassidy has an incredibly streamlined user face, making it so easy to just jump on, start messaging people, jump into communities, see events, and so much more. So if you're looking to dip your toe into the lifestyle, or if you're an experienced lifestyler and you just want to switch things up a little bit, try Cassidy free for an entire month. All you have to do is head to frontporchswingers.com and click on the Cassidy banner at the bottom of the homepage. Again, that's frontporchswingers.com. Click on the Cassidy banner to try it free for 30 days. We hope to see you at Cassidy.com. So a lot has gone on this week. Holy shit. (laughs) I feel like we say that every week, but every week it gets fucking crazier. Just... Do you think we do this to ourselves? Do you think yes, our la- yes. lives are complete chaos because of our own choices? Yeah, because we neither of us are very good. Uh, we are not good at all at being sedentary. It's not we just can't do it. I no. have to have I have to be surrounded by chaos. I need five <laughs> six different things going on at once. Like everything has to be on fire or I am bored to death. <laughs> It's so true. It is. If things don't feel like they're crashing down around us, we're just like, oh, this is boring. Well, what's happened is this resurgence because, of course, you know, we're hosting all these events. We're doing all these different things. We're traveling all over the place. And in my former life, all I ever did was put out fires. It was crazy. My life was chaos. (laughs) And so I, I lived that. I thrived in it. I enjoyed it. It's what I knew. And now that we're doing this, I find myself just piling on more shit. Isn't it funny how you moved to Montana specifically to simplify your life yes. and then you met my crazy ass and now look at our lives? Like, obviously crazy in a different way, yeah. but still pretty fucking crazy. Yeah, I moved to Montana, small town Montana from Houston, Texas, you know, six million people to a town of 25 fucking thousand thinking, oh, <laughs> the, <laughs> I'm just going to slow shit down. I'm going to just hang out and chill and it's just going to be nice and easy. I'm going to stroll down Main Street. And, <laughs> Which I did for, I don't know, what did we do that for, like, four years, maybe? It was kind of that way. Yeah, even then, we were traveling to Denver, we were going to the ranch. The first couple of years, it was normal. Right. Like, it felt normal. And now, it's like, I'm just back to where I was. It's so fucking insane. I mean, between our personal lives and our friends and, you know, everything that we do, you know, in the lifestyle, and then just professionally... (laughs) It's fucking chaos. I, yesterday I struggled with the date. I didn't know what fucking date it was. I didn't know the date. I had no idea what day it was. It was all fucked up. Well, let's walk through some of the fun shit that happened in the past week because there's been a ton of it. A lot of it. Yeah. You went to a hockey game yesterday with Susan, a I playoff did. Golden Knights game. Yep, game six, went to the Vegas Golden Knights game. We won, so I like to think that uh, Susan and I were good luck because, you know. 
if anyone was betting on that game and won as a result, you owe Brian money, apparently. Yep, That's welcome. what he's saying. Yep, you're welcome. <laughs> We're partners now. Uh, it was amazing. And like everything in Vegas, it's just a great fucking time. Hockey games, like the Golden Knights games are like going to a Vegas show and a hockey game and a fight all at one <laughs> thing. It's just fucking amazing. You don't really understand what it's like to make instant friends with total strangers until you've been to a Golden Knights game. Because everyone around you is your friend when everything is going well. Cheersing you, <laughs> yeah, high-fiving. The guy next to me hugged me three times. Um, <laughs> he hugged you? Hugged you let a man hug times. you, a stranger? Uh, yeah, uh, just, and then on the way out, he's like, oh, man, it was so great to you know, watch a hockey game with you guys. We had such a good time. You know, because Susan's a blast. I'm like, great, stranger. Thank you so much. Probably <laughs> never see you again, but what a fucking blast. <laughs> it was a great time. So, yeah, that was very cool. You and I are meeting some folks today for the first time in the Arts District. Listeners of the show are going to have a chance to meet them. You've had naughty fun. I've had naughty fun. We Mostly are... you. No, no, you too. Let's not... your, you, your break was exactly six days long. So... <laughs> yeah, last episode, you know, when I was like, I think I'm going to take a couple weeks off. If anyone was listening and called bullshit while I was saying that... You're correct. Well, okay. yes, but like I said, I think I mentioned it last week, we are going to Houston next week for like four days. And that's really business. It's work. So I don't anticipate a lot of anything going on. We're going to be at Colette Houston a couple of nights. So, you know, you never know. But for the most part, Highly it's work. unlikely. Yeah, it's work. So, yeah, there'll be a little bit of downtime. It's going to be nice. We have a fucking date night. I mean, just a, an amazing date night planned tomorrow. Oh, I'm so excited. Not a naughty date. This is just an no, us date. But... No, no, no. This is just for us. We are going to be at the... VIP lounge at the Bellagio. We're going to be uh, having dinner at Prime. I am fucking pumped. Let me just throw this out there. We do not belong in these places. Maybe you do. I certainly don't belong in these places. Well, <laughs> I'm a fucking country bumpkin from Montana. I don't belong at Prime. Well, that's where, I mean, that's my happy place. That's where I lived. I can't wait to get in there. You know, I mean, that's the, that's like the kind of shit I would do all the time. And once in a while, it's nice to do it again. You know, dust off the old suit and get in a fucking, you know, really nice high-end steakhouse. I, I mean, I feel it. like I can pretend like I'm sophisticated, but I'm not really a sophisticated person. Yeah, so. I just I, I just want to go do it because it's going to be a new experience for you and I. We've never been. Again, just being VIPs somewhere at the Bellagio, like randomly, we were very fortunate to know some folks uh, in all the wrong places, and which is great. What are you talking about? All the right places. Well, Our friends we, hook us up with shit, man. They do, but they know us from like the lifestyle. So it's a very like... Again, all the right yeah. places. But anyway, I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I'm eager to do it. And just have a nice fucking, uh, just another date night. We've had one this week. We did, we had Wednesday was a date night or date day. And then Sunday will be too. So we got a lot of shit going on. It's just, we have to decompress with everything about to happen starting next week when we leave for the ENM summit, full court press, balls to the wall. It's going to be insane. I think I might've traumatized Doc Chocolate of the Bulls and Queens podcast Why? this week, by the way. Why? Well, um, I ended up, you know, having a little romp with him. Oh, yeah, the vampire gloves. And I broke out the vampire gloves and things. I'm going to probably save the full retelling for a future episode. Well, he's never used them before. Well, I think he was not fully prepared for how rough I like to go with them. Right. Because what I did was I kind of used them on him first just to give him kind of a taste of what it was. But I was going super light. I wasn't sure. really squeezing. And then I told that him to put them on and spank my ass and things got a little intense. So yeah, I hope like he's not. like somebody took a cheese grater to your ass. <laughs> 
fuck yeah, it does. Yeah, I'm a yeah, badass. I don't think he's traumatized. I'm sure he was a little shocked at how, like, because he was like, oh no, you know, like, uh, I'm, you're all bruised up and you're this, and you're like, yeah, uh, of course, yes, I am. Keep going. Yeah, it's fucking amazing. Yeah. What are you talking about? He wasn't quite ready for that, I'm sure. No, which is totally fine. I get it. Like, if that's not your world, I can't imagine just like stepping into that briefly yeah. with how rough I like to play. It's one thing if it's somebody who's just like, oh, I, I enjoy a little bit more aggressive play. No, I want to get the shit beat out of me when I play. Yeah, and it's a, a little jarring for someone like Doc who was not entirely prepared for that. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm sure he took it was a little bit. It's probably why he looked a little off when I saw him. Probably. Yeah, he was not he, not that he was, you know, in any way disheveled or anything, but he was definitely like he was tiptoeing around, almost like he was going to like he thought I was going to be upset. You know what I mean? <laughs> that he spanked my ass yeah. with vampire gloves. Yeah, because you were, yeah, you're still bruised. But yeah. Yeah, it's, it, I mean, it's it not really it bruised. It's just little marks. Yeah. I mean, it's just not that big of a deal. My skin is so fair that. Well, it's like road rash, basically, is what it is. Kind of. Yeah. But anything that you do to me, whether it's spanking or using the vampire gloves yeah. or slap, any of that shit is going to leave marks when my skin looks the way it does. Yeah. It's just not that big of a deal. No. And here's what I will give the guy that we talked about the last episode. He and I have been talking a lot since he was here. Yeah. In fact, I may be going there to see him we have not fully discussed as in you and i what that looks like yet right but there's a possibility that that could happen but what i love about him obviously this is a bdsm guy yeah, like, he's a seasoned you know kinkster he gets it he 100 gets it it's not just that he gets it though he's excited by it right. he would ask me almost every single day for like bruise update pictures yeah. or talking about how he wants to leave his marks on me again or how he wants to mark me up the next time and that's so fucking exciting mostly because so few men really can wrap their heads around it which i get right like the idea of leaving bruises on a woman's body for the average person that's not in that space it's fucking scary um, well yeah but also at their request like it's of course it's all the, consensual but yeah but it's like you want it it's not just like if it happens it's okay with you right you desire that it's not like an accidental thing that happens right. and you just happen to leave a mark yeah. yeah it's a very different concept and yeah it's difficult for some folks especially if they're not used to that at all and you know that's not necessarily doc's thing so i'm sure he was a little little jarred by that i think he's a little kinkier than anyone gives him credit for well he wants I, I'm, he probably wants to be but he was i'm sure a little bit apprehensive with you because it's not the way you've played before with him. Yeah, but he's definitely expressed to me that there are some kinky interests that he has. So, I mean, it might be fun to kind of go down that road with him a little bit. I don't know, but it was fun. I just hope that he's not uh, permanently traumatized from that experience. I'm sure he's going to be just fine. <laughs> yeah, so yesterday we toured the property where we're going to be doing Pod Bash again. Yes! Just doing some updates. Fucking amazing. That was an incredible experience because now we have, you and I, we're trying to get all this done. Like We're going to be pretty well dialed in 90 days out because we have so much shit going on. And I'm just pumped to share it with all of our Telegram folks and the Podbash group and all that. It, this thing is going to be fucking amazing. So that was work yesterday, obviously. We've got a lot more of that. But there's still, even though we are going out of town next week, and then the following week, and then a couple of weeks after that, we still have some naughty shit planned. And it's, I mean, we just have, our, we're just packed, fucking jam-packed calendar. What so naughty shit do you have planned? I might be doing something with Jade Tuesday. We'll see. Oh, you slut. Yeah. What is it? Uh, well, I'm not telling you that now. Why? No, no, it's a surprise. You still haven't told me what you and she did together the last time you were together. Exactly. It's so how long do I have to wait for this fucking surprise? I don't like surprises. Well, probably when I retell the story. I have to wait all that time? Eh, I, I, maybe I'll throw in a couple of nuggets for you. What the fuck, we'll man? See. We'll see. Just but, give me one teaser. What's one teaser you can give me? Uh, let me think. One I could give you without giving too much away. 
Well, she was texting me, as I mentioned, we were doing a little naughty texting leading up to it. And it was very like, uh, I want you all over me. I can't wait for you to manhandle me. You know, those kinds of things. And things got a little rough. It was a little cray. It was fun. <laughs> you look very pleased with yourself I right am. now. She's a delight. <laughs> I'm very She's pleased She's naughty. Myself. You're naughty she too, is. but mostly her probably, she right? She is. There's, According there, to you. There's very little more enjoyable than Jade riding my cock while I'm biting and squeezing on her tits. And she is coming so fucking hard that it's difficult for me to keep her on top of me. Ugh, um, but all, But worth the ride, I'm just saying. <laughs> Worth the price of admission. I'm sure it is. So much fun. And she's so cute. I'm sure it doesn't hurt having to, you know, look at her while she's riding your car. No. And then, of course, I get the text messages the next day, like, oh, I'm just beaming because I can see the bruises. I, I'm still thinking about uh, what we did. And like, she's just so, well, so excited about it. Okay. So there's a question for you. How do you feel about it? Is it a sense of pride when you leave your marks on someone like Jade? Uh, when no, you know she likes it and she's turned on by it? Or like, what is that? What is that no, like for you? More than anything, it's just that I was able to provide a level of satiation and sensation and enjoyment for my partner. That's the biggest thing. Like when, when I hear her say that, when Susan texts me the next day and, you know, those kinds of things, it's just affirmation that what I've done with them was enjoyable. Yeah. That's the biggest thing for me. In fact, this was a topic of conversation in the men's group that we have on Telegram. I don't remember how it started, but it was something to the effect of, how do you guys feel or is it important to you that the people that you're playing with or that you're with let you know that they enjoyed themselves and you know that kind of thing yeah for me that's a, a I get a great pleasure from that like I get pleasure from pleasuring people yeah and that's a big deal so when I know that someone has enjoyed my company yeah I, I want to do it again yeah you're totally a service top in that way yeah 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 I, that's I mean yeah obviously I'm I, I'm a pleaser I'm a people pleaser. Yes, sure. you are, baby. Yes, I am. Yes, I am. You please me often. <laughs> yeah, I, it's what I, you know, I just enjoy that. I get much more satisfaction out of the pleasuring of someone than someone even pleasuring me. Yeah. So I, I like that. That's I, I think I'm probably the same way. Like, I way prefer providing oral than receiving oral because oh, sure. I see yeah, I it, what my mouth is able to do to someone and the responses that I get and the moans and the noises. That turns me on way more than someone licking my pussy. Yeah. Susan and I were talking about this last night. I don't even remember how the hell it came up. The idea of someone isn't like for her, like if a guy doesn't enjoy providing oral, it's not like she demands it. But her whole thing is then you really better bring something else to the table. Right. You're going to have to really pull some fucking tricks out of the hat. And for me, I I genuinely enjoy that. So while, yes, I am a huge proponent of receiving oral, love it, I would just as soon provide it. Yeah. For sure. So I do. I, I appreciate it. And, you know, Jade will send me pictures of bruises or, you know, or you know, with the vampire gloves or with a crop or whatever. Susan, too. And there's a, I guess there's a little, a glimmer of that. But more than anything, I know that they enjoyed themselves. Yeah, like I think the guy from California that we talked about last week, I think he sees them as like badges of honor. Yeah, and that's exciting that to him. And that's really exciting to me too because that pride he has in his quote unquote work, right. <laughs> that's a huge turn on to me. It makes me excited to be with him again. Well, Jade's thing is like, it looks like, you know, my, she'll send me a picture like my bruises are going away or she'll text me and say, you know, it looks like my bruises are going away. I need more kind of thing. And that's, you know, I dig that. That's fun. That's that is fun. I yeah. love that. Yeah. All right. Well, I want to get to single guy tip of the week because I have a doozy this week. <laughs> <laughs> You've read a little of this to me this morning. I found it really interesting. And I will. I have to give credit where credit's due. So uh, let's go over it. But I, I do have some – I have a, 
a number of feelings about this. Okay, so here's what happened. I was on Cassidy this morning. I woke up at like 6.30 in the morning. I get on Cassidy and there's a message waiting for me that was sent at 2.35 a.m. last night. Right. Okay, or this morning, however you want to look at it. It literally says, hey, baby, with like seven E's behind it. I am stroking hard, hard's in all capital letters, to that ass, all that ass inside them jeans. Want to herp me out with... That's all it says. Okay, so clearly this is somebody who I, I didn't know if this was a drunken message right. or if this was just somebody who was totally fucking stupid. Now, had you had any correspondence with this person None. prior? Okay. First message, okay? I did appreciate the Fergie reference. That was pretty fun. Yeah, no, listen, <laughs> kudos, especially if you were uh, if he was under the influence and managed to pull that off. Yeah, I agree. Just pulled music lyrics out of his ass. I can respect that, but you know, not a great message to get. So then I get a message at 9.35 a.m. <laughs> Because, of course, you did not respond to that gibberish. I get a message. Same guy, obviously. Hello there. I owe you a sincere apology. (laughs) I woke up this morning vaguely remembering messaging a few ladies on the site, and I saw what I sent you. I really hope you won't hold it against me. I'm actually a very well-educated and respectful man. I opened up my backstage pass in case you're willing to overlook my momentary drunken lapse of judgment. Yeah, so so I've got all kinds of things I'm thinking, right? Well, here's my tip. Okay, and this will go far beyond just this message, obviously, because this message was a disaster. Both messages were really bad, but you get one chance. You get one chance for that first impression, right? Like, it doesn't matter what happens afterwards. To me, it doesn't matter what apology happens or, you know, a lot of times guys will reach out and say something like, oh, God, I want to get balls deep in that. And when I'm like, that approach does not work with me. I'm not interested. They'll be like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm new to this. And it's like, I get it. I have some level of empathy empathy for your situation but at this point i see you as a joke yeah and maybe that's unfair but when i'm reached out to by so many guys you have to understand that that first message has to be fucking on point you get one chance at a first impression well also though when someone reaches out who's not under the influence of something and does it <laughs> cogently like they they specifically send out that kind of message uh, that's a judgment thing and it, it's a character thing and even though they'll reach out after and apologize once you've basically have chastised them. It's like, yeah, but that was your first reaction. Like that was your go-to. And if that's your go-to, I I can't I can't fuck with you. Right. You know what I mean? Like if that's the first thing you thought of, like you saw a picture of some ass or tits or something, <laughs> and you're like, oh my goodness, this is my first reaction is to throw this gibberish out there send you some fergie lyrics about wanting to fucking well even the other guy who was your ass or whatever you know wasn't intoxicated it's like man if that's your go-to we we have more to work on here right exactly i mean i have been intoxicated and been on cassidy like let's be real that's happened never once in those circumstances have i messaged a guy something like oh my god i'm flicking my bean right now to that big old cock on your profile you know what i mean like so my thing is this with this guy right if your initial, like, if, if you're going to get intoxicated and your response to that or your initial kind of knee jerk is to get on Cassidy and start texting and, you know, because, like, you can't control yourself because you're just going to do some dumb shit, <laughs> you need to download that app where, like, you have to do math problems <laughs> to open your phone. Yes. 
So you save yourself this fucking embarrassment. Yeah. And then you, then we don't have this issue, right? You can't fuck things up if you can't access your phone. Right. So if you immediately are going to go to the lowest common denominator, you're drinking, now you're going to get on, to, on the dating apps and just start spewing shit for your own benefit, you should not be allowed to be on your phone. I just, 100% just agree. So I'm just throwing that out there so that whoever the guy is, if he's listening to this, hopefully that doesn't happen again. But in the event that it does, maybe before you go out, the next time with the boys, you want to download that app. Yeah. Also, I will absolutely give credit where credit is due. At least he didn't just get up the next morning and go, holy shit, I am deleting my profile. That was <laughs> fucking insane. I look crazy. I'm going to wait 30 days. I'm going to put a new profile up so that I just get a clean slate. At least he had the balls to, te- to message you and go, uh, my bad. I, I, I fucked up. I totally agree. fucked up. Well, and what was so funny to me is the two messages were so polar opposite. Of course, yeah. I mean, of course, uh, now he's saying he's drunk, so it all makes sense to me. Yeah, he sobered up and was like, holy shit, but what an idiot. The second message, you guys heard it. I read it verbatim. That was exactly what he sent me. That It was so cogent. It was so thoughtful. Yeah. It was so eloquent. But it almost doesn't matter because now I'm always going to think of him as the drunk idiot that messaged me this horrible message at 2.30 in the morning. Well, but also he could have left out the backstage pass part. Yeah, for he, sure. He could totally have left that out and just been like... Total, Leaving the ball in my court. Right. Yeah. Total Mia Copa. Hey, I am fucking sorry. I am a absolute moron when I drink. I should never get on the dating sites after some cocktails. <laughs> that was horrendous. I am so fucking sorry that I did that to you. I appreciate you. If you forgive me, I understand if you don't. I hope to hear from you again. Boom, done, out. Right. And then let you decide if you want to see the backstage pass. I feel like that was a, an overstep. He should not have done that. Yeah. You know, I would not have done that. I would have done what he did. If I, if by some fucking strange, bizarre fucking happening, that some out of body experience, I would ever have done the first message, I all, all but certainly would have reached out and done, you know, made an apology, but I would certainly would not have sent my backstage pass. Okay, but that's a really good point because I feel like if, you know, the once every four years that you get fucking wasted drunk. <laughs> Yeah. Once a year at uh, Pod Bash on the last day of the event. It happens so rarely. Right. But if we, if you got drunk and I put the phone in your hand with Cassidy open, and well, said, let's like, be honest. First of all, I couldn't manipulate the phone if I were drunk. I can barely do it sober. <laughs> so there's no chance I could have gotten. I could never have done that. There's not a fucking chance. Most of the time, you 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 send messages for me because I'm like I don't have my glasses on or like I'm just fumbling or whatever. I'm like I can't fucking see. Or this. you have me send. read it and there's yeah. like twelve typos just because you're trying right. to go as fast as possible i'm yeah. like bro you can't send yeah. that so i look like i'm texting you drunk when i'm not <laughs> right. most of the time right because I, you know it's just fucking horrible so yeah there's no chance i could pull that off <laughs> like no fucking way right but but let's say in a world where you could and i put cassidy in front of you when you're wasted drunk you're still not going to be in the mindset to talk to women like i that. wouldn't have i probably wouldn't send anything i would just look at pictures or something right you know there's not a, i would because i think instinctively i would know better than to even try that even years and years ago when i was still running restaurants and clubs and we would you know i knew i was going to go out with a bunch of friends or co-workers we were going to tear it up my keys and my phone got locked in my safe and i knew smart man i knew that i couldn't i wouldn't be able to operate the combination lock if i were drunk so i couldn't get my shit out you know which is why i slept in a restaurant and a bar many times because i couldn't get my keys in my phone so i don't want to drive drunk i don't want to be an idiot i'm not drunk texting anybody so i just locked that shit up that's what you need to do you know you got to protect yourself Download that app where you got to do like fucking arithmetic or some shit and call it a day. 
Yeah. So, I mean, again, there are a lot of tips in here. The one that I think can be gleaned far beyond just this message is you get one chance to really put your best foot forward. And you have to understand how important that first message is. Drunk or sober doesn't fucking matter. You have to know that if you are earnestly interested in getting the attention of a hot wife or of a woman in the lifestyle as a single guy, that first message is going to be so vitally fucking important to your success. And I say that not just in terms of don't text people drunk and don't be raunchy, but also things like, proofread the messages or have someone else proofread them for you like you do with me. Make sure that you don't have a bunch of fucking grammatical errors in there. All of those things matter, especially to someone like me who's very cerebrally driven. I get a lot of messages from guys and I'm sure they're not bad guys and they're not sending me dick pics or saying they want to be balls deep in me in that first message, but the message is so convoluted with grammatical errors and punctuation errors that I'm immediately out because I'm like... I don't know if we're going to have anything in common. I don't know what we're going to have to talk about. I I assume and maybe unfairly, but still assume that like we're not going to be on the same cerebral level. So you have to think about those things when you're interacting with people. Again, it's not always fair. I'm not saying it's necessarily fair to make that snap judgment. And I know I could do a better job of not doing that. But you also have to understand when someone is receiving literally hundreds of messages that sometimes that's kind of what you have to do is you have to make those snap judgments. No, you have to also... You know, it's that's the other thing. Like, don't reach out with and write in slang or shorthand. Use complete sentences. Yeah. You know, use punctuation. Show but, a level of effort in that first message. For sure. But I also will say as a tip, if you do fuck up and do what this guy did with the first message, by all means, reach out and apologize profusely. Just leave the backstage pass kind of thing <laughs> out of there. Just reach out and go, I'm an idiot. Totally fucked up. I completely understand if you never want to communicate with me, just wanted to say I'm sorry, have a great day, and just back the fuck off. Right. Do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, it's just the right thing to do. Good tip. Yeah. So I want to get to the story this week, my retelling, for many reasons, which obviously we're going to cover, but the biggest of which is I'm realizing how much anticipation and buildup is exciting to me and how I can really feed off of that. You know, right now I don't have a regular play partner. I'm not seeing the same guy over and over again like you are with Susan and Jade. And there's part of that that's like, oh, that sucks because I don't have this consistency and I'm not able to really build with someone the way that you have. But the other side of it is is I'm getting to explore things that I really haven't in the past. Like, for example, waiting nine months to fuck someone that I find ridiculously attractive. Yeah, I think there's something to that, though. That anticipation, it's crazy. It's amazing. So we're going to retell that story very shortly, or I am, because you don't know what happened. No, no shit. But first, we want to say thank you to the partners of the Front Porch Swingers podcast. Support for this episode of Front Porch Swingers comes to you from our friends at Shameless Care. New partners can turn you on, but it often turns up the anxiety as well, even if you're having an amazing time. Erectile dysfunction is incredibly common in the lifestyle, and it's nothing to be ashamed of. And the really good news is there's an easy fix. Shameless Care makes it easier and more affordable than ever before for lifestylers to get ED medication. All you have to do is visit their website, shamelesscare.com. You fill out a quick intake form and if accepted, they'll ship the ED medication discreetly to your door. And the best part is that listeners of our show can get $30 off their first month by using the code FPS at checkout. Again, that's shamelesscare.com. Use code FPS for $30 off. Make sure that you are just enjoying your time in the lifestyle and you're not worrying about performance anxiety with Shameless Care services. 
This episode of Front Porch Swingers is brought to you by Promescent. You've heard before how much we love Promescent's Vitaflux supplements. We take them every morning. And for Brian, it helps with things like recovery and stamina, including in the bedroom. And for me, it helps increase natural lubrication and drastically with my energy levels. And now, Promescent's Vitaflux is also available in convenient powder form, allowing us to add it to a morning shake or just quickly gulp it down when added to water. And it certainly doesn't hurt that it tastes really good too. So if you're you're looking for a supplement that's just going to help boost your energy levels and get you ready for all of your sexy bedroom playtime, we highly recommend checking out Vitaflux for men and women and their new Vitaflux in powder form. You can find all of that and all of their other amazing products like lube, condoms, massage oils, and their flagship product, the Delay Spray, by heading over to promescent.com FPS. When you use that specific link, you're also going to get 10% off of your order. Again, that's promescent, P-R-O-M-E-S-C-E-N-T dot com slash F-P-S for 10% off of all of their amazing bedroom wellness products. This episode of FPS is brought to you by Hungry Root. I have to be honest with you guys, I really hate meal prepping. I hate cooking. It's just not my thing. Brian is definitely the chef in the family. But for the first time ever, I'm actually excited to make meals thanks to Hungry Root and their amazing meal delivery services. I'll also say I used to do delivery services through other companies, but I felt like I was getting a bunch of food that I really didn't like. I'm a pretty picky eater. So I love that Hungry Root allows me to go take a quick quiz on their website and tell them exactly what it is I like eating. And then they deliver it to me. They also send me all the recipes and I can tell them how much time I actually have available to cook meals. So it's just so incredibly convenient. It makes my life a ton easier and I'm cutting down greatly on my grocery budget as well, which is a huge bonus. If you want to try Hungry Root for yourself, you can do so now at a discount. All you have to do is go to HungryRoot.com FPS to get 30% off your first delivery and get free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash FPS. Don't forget to use our link so they know we sent you. So picture this. You walk into a beautiful property sitting on 30 beautiful acres, and you walk into a room full of incredibly sexy, sex-positive people that are just looking for an amazing time. That's exactly what the Real Hot Wives of Denver is. It is an amazing event that we love hosting, mostly because the Denver community and the people that come to these events are so cool. So if you're looking to meet like-minded friends in the area, it's also a great opportunity for that. But it's also a Hot Wife event. And for those of you who appreciate single men, we do the vetting. We make sure that we have awesome, respectful ones there so that you can just focus on having an absolute blast. Our next Real Hot Wives of Denver event is happening June 24th. And if you want tickets, make sure you head on over to members.frontporchswingers.com today and get your tickets while they last. This event has sold out every time that we've done it. So you're going to want to make sure that you hurry up and get yours. Yeah. Also, we have one room available on property. Just one. If anybody's interested, do not hesitate. Reach out to us right away. Go to members.frontportswingers.com, fill out a profile, hit us up, and we'll give you all the info. You, This is not an event you want to miss. If you have the opportunity and you're going to be in the Denver area or you live in the Denver area and you're a hot wife couple or you're a single dude, a very respectful single guy, you're going to want to reach out to us. This is not to be missed. We hope to see you in Denver on June 24th. So this is kind of an interesting scenario in my head for a lot of different reasons. First of all, I have been playing a lot lately with partnered men. Right. And that's been interesting because there are definitely pros and cons to that versus a single guy. I think a partnered guy is a lot more likely to understand 
our time collectively, not just my time and his time, but like what it really means for us to set time aside as a couple because they're doing the exact same thing. They also tend to be a little bit more respectful of the dynamic, asking questions about how you feel about things or what rules or boundaries you have. I mean, that's been kind of my experience. The one major downside to it is aligning schedules with somebody who's in a relationship, especially if they have kids, can be a fucking nightmare. Yeah, it's the one thing I tell legitimate like single guys, not solo playing guys, but single guys. If you're not inquiring with, for example, the the hot wife, what it is that her partner needs, wants, requires, if you're not concerning yourself with that, that's a problem. Yeah, and partner guys do that. But again, my point is the reason that this experience took as long as it did, I mean, he had some professional things going on as well, some you know things that he needed to kind of get out of the way so that he had more free time. But this is a guy with kids who right. is married and has a lot of adult responsibilities. Yeah. So us being able to set time aside to see each other was really fucking tough. So what happened was this gentleman, he's a podcast listener, has been since I think before we even moved to Las Vegas. He and his wife came to one of our events a long time ago at least nine months maybe 10 months ago at this point but I didn't get to talk to him that much it was you know it was a big event that night we had friends that were in town but even just the very little that he and I did communicate I could tell there was a spark there there was at least some mutual interest and what's really interesting about that to me is I can rarely tell that I'm usually completely oblivious to it I mean you know this I have to constantly ask you is this person even interested in me or you know do you think he's attracted to me I don't know why I'm like that but I totally am well I mean obviously I have this I have the same affliction for the most part, but when you do have an instant connection with somebody, you know it. And when those when that person feels the same, for me, I can tell when that's a real thing. Oh, well, I usually can't. So, But at this event, I absolutely could. I remember very distinctly, we locked eyes and we were kind of a little ways apart from each other at the event, but I locked eyes with him and he has these beautiful fucking eyes. And I just remember being like, yeah, one day he and I are going to be naked together. I don't know when that day is, but one day we are going to be naked together. And that was kind of exciting because that doesn't happen all that often. No. Also, they're, he's local to us. And Given the fact that he is local and it still took that much time, there really is this like kind of anticipation that builds up because it's like there's he's so close or the person is so close in proximity that it could happen, but you just don't know when it's going to happen. Well, and with him, again, it was professional things going on. We talked after the event. I told him I was attracted to him. He told me he was attracted to me. But he did set kind of the expectation of right now my life is fucking crazy. I have a lot going on. I think he was switching jobs at that time. You know, he has young kids. There was a lot of complications in his world, if you will. And, And we're busy too. It's really hard to nail me down sometimes. So anyway, probably about two months ago, three months ago, we started kind of chatting more via Instagram and just being a little bit flirtatious with each other. And I think he was the one that finally was like, okay, we need to go out and get drinks and, you know, chat more and see if this is something. So we finally made time to do that. But even that was probably, what, six weeks ago? Oh, at least. Maybe two months ago? Yeah. So we finally sit down together. We go and have cocktails. And I fucking wanted him. You guys, I talked about this on a previous episode, but we were sitting across the table from each other. And there were multiple times during that first meeting where I was like, I just want to suck this man's cock. I want it so bad. I need to have that cock at some point. Well, was it also the fact that you were in communication for a long time and now it's like oh he's right here exactly. but I still don't I'm still this is still not happening today like I have to wait again right it's like it's almost within reach I could almost touch it as in his cock yeah <laughs> 
<laughs> but it's just still barely out of reach for me. That's exactly what it was. It was this giant tease for me. And again, even after we had those cocktails, you know, we started texting a lot more after that and being very flirtatious with each other and talking about some of the things we wanted to do. And it was this constant amping up of excitement. And I just remember there, there was one day he was telling me some of the things that he might want to do or some of the fantasies that he had. And I was getting so fucking hot and heavy. I dropped everything I was doing work-wise and I just went and masturbated. Like that's how much this guy had me like pulled in and excited. Well, sure. And that, well, and that lends itself to why this was so like hot and heavy leading up to this and how eager you were to make this happen. Yeah. Fuck yeah, I was. So anyway, we finally make time to meet and he comes over to the house and I texted him ahead of time and was like, do you want me in? Is it okay with you if I am in just like lingerie? Like I want to be festive and ready to go. Or is that too much since we haven't really spent any time in that kind of environment together? He's like, fuck no, be as festive as you want, which I loved. So he comes over to the house and I'm already in lingerie. I was in this little piece of lingerie with a black robe over the top of it and I poured us each a drink and we sat on the couch and here's what I realized that anticipation was everything I needed in that moment because he's talking and he's a very intelligent man he's very eloquent I can't tell you a single fucking thing we talked about on that couch not a single fucking thing all I could think about was being naked with him that was the only thought that was going through my head like oh that's great that you're talking about whatever the fuck he's talking about but like all I can think about is eventually I am going to be deep throating your fucking cock yeah the conversation at that point is simply just a prerequisite you know that's all it was it was so much talking before that too so much messaging each other and all of those things that's like okay now we're in the same space and there's all of this sexual tension I mean it was very friendly in the beginning but I could tell that he wanted me just as badly as I wanted him. And there was this one moment he's talking and I started smiling and he started smiling and we're both just looking at each other. And I'm like, I'm really excited to have you fuck me. And he's like, I cannot wait. And I was like, so when are we going to make that happen? Why are we waiting? So we just start making out with each other on the couch. And God, this man is, he's fucking skilled. He is touching me in all the right ways. We had kind of talked a, a little bit ahead of time about what our styles were like. Obviously, he listens to the show, so he knows what I like to some degree. But I also knew that while he's not necessarily a super aggressive person, he's not necessarily in the world of BDSM or anything, he's like, I can very easily step into that role if you would like for me to. And I was like, well, let's just see organically how things kind of develop. And I loved that because I didn't feel like anything was forced. Like we're sitting on the couch together. We're making out. He's touching me. And at one point he kind of reaches his hand up, like running it up my back and onto my neck. And he's holding me in place while he just makes out with me. So again, it's a very aggressive move without feeling like this forced thing of like, I am going to assert my dominance over you in this moment. No, but it is a dominant move. It's very confident. Yeah, That's for, for sure. fucking sure. Yeah. So and then my favorite part of this whole thing. So, I mean, the makeout session was hot. I mean, it went on for a while. I had my leg propped up on him at one point. I'm just running my hands all over him. And then he's like, well, you're in your lingerie. I need to get in my lingerie. And I was like, huh, tell me more. Okay. <laughs> So he stands up and I should also say, this is a fucking beautiful man. I mean, he has this beautiful skin, beautiful eyes. He's just, all of his features are just so handsome and he's tall and he's fit. And I mean, it just, everything's fucking working for me. He looks so fucking good. He stands up and he starts unbuttoning his shirt and taking off his pants to reveal what is basically like a leopard print mankini type sling thing. 
Okay, I'm following you. Okay, it was fucking hot. I loved it. <laughs> so we're not talking boxer briefs. We're talking like, like banana sling? hammock here. Yes. Interesting. I, Interesting. Okay, let me tell you very why. confident. Let me tell you why I loved it. I loved it because very few men would rock it, especially I wear it. especially on a first meeting. So I think that this is a guy who doesn't give a fuck about that kind of shit, and he's just going to do what feels good for him. And the second thing is, it is incredibly confident. I yeah. mean, it takes a lot. Guys are so fucking weird about that. Like, it goes I, right back to, to, to silver lame shorts. Very ballsy. Yes, it's the exact same thing. I love when men step out there in those ways. Like, I, I truly think more men should wear lingerie. I think it's absolutely ridiculous that more men don't put on something nice under their clothes like we do. Why the fuck should I spend all the money I spend on lingerie and make sure that it's perfectly, you know, ironed and ready to go when I'm putting it on and all of these things only for a guy to put in zero effort in that way? Yeah, I mean, I... I get that, but it, it, there is a little bit of a difference. I mean, now the underwear thing is relatively easy, you, you know, depending on what it is. A uh, really nice pair of silky boxer briefs? That's not tough. No, not boxers. I, I can't wear boxers. It annoys the shit out of me having them under my pants. It's like wearing shorts under your pants. But the boxer briefs things, yeah, for sure. You can, listen, I... I no, I, boxers are out. Nobody I wears expensive boxers. expensive fucking underwear, mainly because they're comfortable. So you have to have good underwear. Well, if Susan you're says wear, you don't wear underwear around her, so... Not a lot. <laughs> no, not a lot. Sluts. Yeah. Maybe you should. Maybe you should put on some male lingerie for her next time. She yeah, wears I, lingerie for you. She does. But again, I think it comes down to a level a, a level of comfort. I'm not comfortable just walking around in underwear. That's not my thing. I don't do it at home. I either wear nothing or like my robe. I don't I don't ever walk around in underwear. I don't wear underwear unless I'm going to the gym or we're leaving the house. I, I, I fucking hate underwear. <laughs> well, I loved that he wore this. I thought it was silly. I thought it was playful. I thought it was sexy. He's also just beautiful. So he pulls it off. I mean, not that a bigger dude can't wear it, but I mean, it, his body looked really fucking good in it. And so immediately I walk over and I'm like, can I touch? And he says, yes. So I start rubbing his cock over these leopard print <laughs> sling thing, whatever it is. I don't fucking know, but it was sexy. So I start rubbing his cock over it. And then I'm like, I need to see your cock. And he's like, I think you do. And this is where I realized I had never seen his cock up to this point. All of that anticipation, all of that flirting, all of us, you know, talking about and making plans to fuck. I had never seen his cock. Yeah, the text. Like, no, There were no pictures of like nude pictures or anything like that. No. And this is what goes back to me being able to sense that somebody has fucking big dick energy. Just throwing that out there because I knew this guy was going to have an impressive fucking cock. And he totally did. He pulled it out it was beautiful it was just a beautiful cock too i talk about this a lot but the aesthetic of his cock was so nice it was just very uniform and smooth and beautiful and he was already kind of getting hard which i super fucking loved so I'm just rubbing on his cock and we're still just kind of kissing and being flirty with each other. And then I think I finally said, like, I need us to go into the bedroom. We got to amp this up here. And what was so funny to me is I've always seen him as a very laid back guy. He's not quiet or shy or anything, but just very chill energy, right? He's not manic in any way. He's not loud or boisterous. He's just very kind of even keeled. So I was expecting that I was going to kind of have to draw things out of him when it finally came time for us to be sexual with each other. Right. That is not what fucking happened. So we go into the bedroom together. He takes off the mankini and I start sucking his cock. He's laying on his back. This man turned into a fucking beast. He was so verbal with me. He was so assertive. He was telling me exactly what he wanted. He was giving me all of this like vocal motivation. I mean, it was so fucking hot. So for example, he lays down on his, on his back. 
I start sucking on his cock. I start very slowly. I'm like licking the underside of it, kind of licking on the tip a little bit, playing with his balls just very, very lightly, running my hands up and down his legs because I thought this was going to be a very sensual session. Right. <laughs> but the second I really start going to town on his cock and like deep throating it, all of a sudden he's like, yes, suck that cock, push it at the back of your throat, like fucking naughty shit. Well, I was like, who is this person? Yeah, I mean, you can have very different personalities in and out of the bedroom, obviously. I was just not expecting it. It was just this delightful surprise. And I think it was proof of a couple things. I hope anyway that he was comfortable with me in that moment. But I also say this all the time about sex. One of the things that I find so beautiful about sex is if you allow yourself to let go and just enjoy and be in the moment, a lot of times this is what happens. Like you just fucking let this other side of yourself be completely unleashed. Yeah, and, it, and I, I think that the person you're with really appreciates it. At least in my experience, it's it's appreciated. Fuck when you yeah. have the ability to just simply express yourself and just let all of it go. It lets the person you're with know that it's an enjoyable situation, obviously, and it's a turn on for a lot of people. Yeah. So the other thing I loved is he kept kind of looking up at me and he was like, God, you look so good with that cock in your mouth. Your eyes look so beautiful. It was a very nice mix between raunchy and sweet. <laughs> if that makes any love Yeah, it sense. totally does. I mean, there's some affirmation there, but also, you know, just suck my cock. And But also variety. It felt exciting because it was like there was always something new coming out of his mouth you know what i mean that was fun for me a lot of guys like i'll suck their cock and even if they're appreciative they'll just say oh that feels good over and over again and it's like i'm glad it feels good but can we get a little bit more creative here (laughs) yeah i think it's great especially when it's like your first experience with somebody that they're able to express themselves that way yeah i fucking loved it so i'm deep throating his cock i'm running my hands all up and down him there was one moment he kind of like reached down started playing with my tits while i'm still sucking his cock that was really lovely and then we swapped I got on my back and he went down between my legs and again I did not expect him to be bad at any of this that's not what I'm saying but I was not fully prepared for what this man is able to fucking do. Yeah, it's, well, I mean, once again, this is like judging a book by its cover kind of thing, right? Yeah, because he looks very, like he's very, I don't want to say buttoned up necessarily, but he just doesn't strike me as like a guy that's a total fucking freak. You right. know what I mean? Right. So it was so fun for me to be able to experience that different side of him. So he's going down on me and he's saying like naughty things every once in a while while he's stopping to like stopping licking my pussy. And then he'll go back to licking my pussy and he started to kind of, running his hands up and down like the you know the inner portions of my thigh like right around my pussy lips that felt fucking phenomenal I mean this was a guy who had a lot of tricks in his bag he was doing a really nice job of going back and forth between suction and licking and then suction then harder suction then softer suction I mean he was just kind of like I mentioned last week with the flogging with the California guy he kept me guessing for what was coming next and I fucking loved that but but More to the point, when I told him that I was getting close, he fucking concentrated exactly where he needed to and didn't fucking let up. Yeah, you've got to listen. You've got to pay attention. I mean, I guess I'm hyper-focused on that a lot of times because if, depending on who I'm with, especially if it's a a regular play partner, I obviously become very familiar with how people's bodies work over time. And it's like, when you know that you're you're getting close to making them have an orgasm or helping them have an orgasm. And if you don't concentrate on that, then you're just, it, it's just disrespectful. You got to pay attention. Yeah. You know, you got, you've got to pay attention to the cues and follow the motion. You know, follow the, 
the kind of direction that they're taking you. you yeah, know? ride the wave. Like I always say, don't buck against the wave, ride with it. Yeah, and that's sure. exactly what this guy did. He had the emotional and sexual intelligence to understand that if I say, oh, that feels good and I'm getting close, that you continue to do that exact thing. Yes. And oh my God. So I had this orgasm and what was so hot about it is as I'm at the peak of my orgasm, he grips onto my legs. Again, this very assertive, dominant move where he's just gripping me and kind of holding me in place. It felt manly and sexy, and I just fucking loved it. I feel like that just pushed me over the edge even more. I mean, it was a really, really strong orgasm. And a lot of times, even if guys are amazing at eating my pussy, they're not going to have me, you know, fucking shaking from oral. This guy had me shaking. It yeah. was impressive. Well, and you get super fucking sensitive. Yeah, and he kind of wanted to keep going with the licking and I was like no I yeah, want you tough. to fuck me so he gets a condom puts it on gets on the bed with me I'm on my back and honestly the orgasm was strong enough that I was kind of in that haze like that hormonal sex haze and so I'm just kind of laying there and he's like are you ready for me and I'm like yeah <laughs> and he pushes into me and it starts off pretty slow and again like all of this buildup, he was so good at understanding how to kind of you know, move with the energy. So for example, he pushes into me very slowly and he's looking into my eyes and I'm kind of peering back at him. I'm sure I have this fucking shit eating grin on my face because it feels so fucking good. And he's like, how does that feel? And I was like, oh my God, that stretch. I love it so much, but now I want it harder and deeper. And he's like, perfect. But he doesn't just start fucking, you know, pounding me, jackrabbiting me. He starts just very kind of slowly pumping in and out and then a little bit harder and then a little bit faster. And then he kind of put all of his weight on me and he started to really fuck me like deep, not super, super hard, but just this deep thrust and it was so sexy looking at him while he was doing this too because every once in a while he kind of pick his head up to look at me or kiss me or you know say something to me and every single time he did that the look on his face was just this animalistic desire and I could tell in that moment that he wanted me just as much as I wanted him and it drove me fucking crazy I mean he was fucking me and I could hear that like wet splash from when you know that you're really fucking into it it yeah, really sure fucking feels good yeah you know what sound I'm talking about that like squishy sound where you're like oh yeah everything is firing on all cylinders yeah this is working everything is working that's a telltale sign oh fuck I love it I'm getting excited just thinking about that noise so anyway he's fucking me pretty hard at this point we're making out with each other we're talking dirty i mean it is dirty i'm saying god yes give me that cock that cock feels so fucking good and he's saying oh i've waited so long to have this cock inside of you it feels so good your pussy's so amazing and the first time that i came it was funny because you know i clench and we talked about this a lot i had this crazy orgasm and i wasn't thinking about like the clenching or anything when it was going on because it's just what naturally happens yeah. but after i had this amazing orgasm i look at him and he has this look of fucking shock on his face and i just burst out laughing he's like that was really fucking hot yeah it, it's a if you're not ready for it man it'll catch you off guard yeah for sure it does i mean do most women do that though like i fingered women and felt yes. them but around me there are levels to everything everything yeah like especially like the other night when we were having sex you were riding my cock it was so fucking and like i'm it's hard to keep you on top of me because it is so fucking tight but it's like you also don't want to let it go you know what i mean it's, <laughs> you're fighting it is you're what afraid you're i'm gonna break your cock yeah, off one it's of these so days? fucking a lot of times like especially when you really orgasm hard it's so intense 
Well, from there, we did. I mean, we were in a lot of different positions. I rode his cock for a little bit. I was telling him to like pinch on my nipples and he was like doing it pretty well. But I was like, no, a little bit harder. So he was. Then he started biting on my nipples and I'm just riding his fucking cock. And that was fabulous. And then he wanted to fuck me from behind. So I get on all fours and he starts fucking me from behind. And I've said this many, many times, but I feel like when you're facing away from somebody, especially when it's somebody new, right? Because this was going very well. This whole thing was very sexy. We were connecting very, very well with each other. But when it's someone that you are with for the first time, there is some comfort in not looking directly into their eyes. For sure. You know what I mean? Like you can kind of get a little bit more lost in it. And I feel like that's where it got really fucking raunchy for us. Like he's fucking me from the back. He's grabbing onto my ass and he starts spanking me and I'm like harder. So he starts spanking me on each cheek. And then he's kind of pulling my hair a little bit from the back and just saying the raunchiest fucking shit. Like, God, that wet pussy is so fucking good on my cock and I'm like yes I mean it was just it was so fucking intense and I remember very distinctly I had this orgasm and the the orgasm I had when he was fucking me from behind was so strong my legs started to shake and so it was hard to hold myself up and I knew I didn't really have that much gas left in the tank at that point because I had also just been fucked the day prior by someone else and you so I was sore I mean I I told him ahead of time I kind of warned him that I was going to have bruises all over my fucking ass so he was aware of all of that and I think honestly we would have gone harder had that not been the case we actually talked about that afterwards but there was this moment where my legs started shaking and they're really sore and my ass is starting to get sore and I'm like I just don't know how much gas I have left in the tank so then not because I wanted to like hurry him up or anything but I was like well you know I've had at this point I probably had five or six orgasms and I am I'm feeling good. (laughs) So then I'm like, I really want you to come for me. And I start telling him how good it would feel if he was like pulsating inside of me and all of that kind of shit. And he's like, is that what you want? And I was like, yes. And I thought I had no more orgasms left in me. But because he was talking so dirty, we were talking about him coming. And that's kind of a fetish for me. I came again. And as I came, he came and had this fucking amazing orgasm. It was so hot because he was making all of these noises and I felt his whole body weight just kind of like shift down like he was just completely relaxing his body and allowing himself to have this like crazy fucking orgasm yeah there's definitely something to that obviously I'm not going to give too much away but Jade and I had a similar experience and it's there's definitely something to it when the person you're with is like telling you don't pull out I want you to pulsate and you know all that kind of it's it's fucking hot and I felt it I mean I love one of the reasons I'm going to be honest that I love big cocks is because I can feel that pulsating right? right like if they're coming obviously in a condom he had a condom on but I can still feel the muscles contracting in yeah. his cock while it's inside of me and it's so fucking hot I think it's biological right oh, like for sure. as you know mammals were programmed to want that yeah, absolutely. and so when it's happening even though there's a barrier there in my mind it's like oh he's coming inside of me right you know what i mean no for sure it's It's fucking hot so and it lasted a long time i mean it was a long orgasm and then he pulls out and he kind of goes and gets cleaned up for a second and we're laying on the bed together after he had had a chance to kind of clean up a little bit and we were talking about the fact that 
that was really fucking hot. There were a lot of really hot moments in that. I feel like we were both able to just kind of get lost in each other in that moment. I thought it was an amazing first session, but I also think that I wasn't performing at my best because I was sore. I mean, I was, I had probably had between you and the California guy the day prior, I had probably had five hours of sex. Yeah. Well, that's that play session with this guy that we're talking about, this gentleman, this really did precipitate your needing some time off. You were, done for a couple of days i mean you were just wiped out well he was fucking me hard and deep and i mean i abridged this but this was probably another at least hour of straight fucking yeah i I was not there obviously i had stepped out so you yeah i was gone a while yeah so we were kind of laying there and talking about obviously wanting to see each other again and you know me being at top form and making sure that like i don't have a crazy fucking session right before i see him so that i can really show him what i'm capable of because i think i kind of had to not that i tapped out necessarily but i just feel like this is a guy now that i've had this glimpse of what he's like behind closed doors this is a guy that i could do a lot with this is a guy that he and i could really explore some fun shit together and i want to be able to go down that road so i almost feel like this was just like a little tasting a little sampling of maybe what's to come yeah i mean obviously it was a we had a very busy week you played a lot we played a lot and you were just fucking you were just so sore you were in the tub you couldn't like you were just uncomfortable well, so actually, now that I say that, you and I fucked before he got there that day. Yes, like a few hours yeah. before he got there, you and I had sex. Yeah. So I had had sex twice the day before and then sex with you day of and now sex with him. And when he left, I am not exaggerating. I felt like the bottom half of my body was slowly dying. Yeah, you were just, you know, your your hips hurt, every, everything. My hurt. hips, my ass, my pussy, my calves I mean, I don't even know how my calves got that as sore as they were, but they were fucking sore. So again, I say all of that to say that hopefully the next time I have a story to retell about this particular guy, it will be even more wild because I think we have it in us. I think that connection is there. I think the interest is there. It's mutual interest. So, I mean, the sky's the fucking limit. I think he and I are going to get kinky. Oh, I have no doubt. I mean, I, I know because you told me how much you enjoyed his company. Uh, I obviously did not hear this story until just now, but I, I know it was an intense session because when I had gotten home, it was a while. You were together for a long time and you were just going on about how amazing it was. So, yeah, I think that uh, next time around, provided you're not on the injured reserve list, it should be pretty fucking hot. <laughs> So huge thank you to him. I know he listens to the show. So um, thanks for coming over and dicking me down. It was lovely. I do have a couple of additional details that I'm only going to share with our Patreon members this week via our bonus episode. We also have some really big announcements coming up. Very big. Big, big announcements. And we are going to obviously share them with our Patreon members first because that's what we do. So if you guys want that, if you want to hear before anyone else some of the big shit we have coming up, you need to head on over to patreon.com slash front porch swingers. Not only will you get access to those bonus episodes, but you'll also get access to things like our Telegram chat group and our naughty Snapchat and other things. Um, If you you want the really really raunchy shit you need to head on over to onlyfans.com slash front porch swingers and you can also of course check out all of our upcoming events at members.frontporchswingers.com you do have to set up a profile before you can actually get all of the info or buy a ticket so just know that that's a thing you're gonna have to wait to be approved as a member of the site um, but we have a lot of really fun shit coming up for example like we said the denver event and pod bash 2023 on september 28th or october 1st 
first right here in Las Vegas. Yeah, you do not. If you're planning or even thinking about coming to Podbash, we're right at 20 available rooms left. That's it. We anticipate being this being completely sold out 90 days out. So if you're planning on coming, uh, you really don't have a lot of time to, to, to waste. So jump over to our platform. The membership is free, so you can see it. If you have any questions, reach out to us. We are very responsive. We'll get back to you right away, and we'll answer all your questions. But you do not want to wait if you want to come to Podbash. Also, keep in mind, if you plan to come to Splash Atlanta or Naughty in New Orleans, I'm going to have links in the show notes for you so that you can click on them directly and get your tickets. And when you do that, we'll also have some fun stuff we're doing on property specifically for the people that are coming with us. So yeah. uh, just stay tuned for all of that information. We would love to see you in either Atlanta or or New Orleans this summer. And what else do we have? Yeah, if you're in uh, the Houston area next week, uh, the 19th and 20th, I think, we're at Colette Houston. Come on by and see us. Hell yes. And as always, thank you guys very much for listening. Thanks, everybody.